You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic holistic physician, best-selling author, international speaker, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. Pelvic pain affects the lowest part of the abdomen between the belly button and the groin. Now, in women, pelvic pain may be a sign of menstrual cramps, ovulation, or gastrointestinal issues such as a food intolerance or constipation. Now, pelvic pain can also develop due to a more serious problem, such as a hidden infection within the reproductive organs causing a condition called pelvic inflammatory disease, a.k.a. PID. Today on Wellness for Life, we have my good friend, Dr. Grace Hall. She is an integrative acupuncturist who specializes in pelvic inflammatory disease, clinical nutrition, lifestyle, and herbal medicine, as well as in pain syndromes due to golf injuries. Welcome. Great to have you on our show, Dr. Gracie. How did you get into treating PID, pelvic inflammatory disease? Usually women seek gynecologists for these types of conditions. That's right. Uh, My personal story I was diagnosed with PID twice in my life and in my early 20s, and I did go ahead and seek out the first treatment therapy, which was doing antibiotics, which is very important. However, my, uh, I still had inflammatory pelvic disease condition, or PID, even after months of antibiotics. And so they did a biopsy and they found abnormal cells at that point. And they told me that my next step may be removing all my female parts if the cells don't go back to normal within or after around two months. So that's when I decided to seek out acupuncture and um, herbal medicine because I've done the antibiotic therapy and I was looking for something else to help me heal. And that's how I got into um, learning about this. And then after two months of treatment, I went back to my doctors and they were really happy that my cells were back to normal and my PID was, they couldn't diagnose me with that anymore. So that's how I got into it. And that's how I started offering um, treatment with acupuncture. Shortly after that, I went into acupuncture school because I wanted to learn more And I wanted to understand what this whole thing was about. And so uh, 20 years later, I'm in practice still. And for me, I have to say that um, it really helped with the pain. Uh, Now, like every so now and then, I do have some pelvic pain still. And I do use acupuncture to help uh, with the pain. Well, let's, let's, I'd like to dig a little deeper because. Obviously, you had cellular changes, and that means there's definitely disease processes happening. But um, when it comes to pelvic inflammatory disease, and it, you mentioned that it, you had to take antibiotics, so there's there's infections. How does the mechanism of acupuncture help with that? So uh, I think what my body was trying to do is heal further. So after the antibiotic therapy, my body still needed more support for the healing process. If you look at the pelvic inflammatory disease, it's in acupuncture perspective, it's considered toxic heat. So you're given antibiotics and antibiotics is considered very cold. It's a very cold energetic medicine in the body. And so when you're on antibiotics, even for a week, for me, months, 
my whole body was stagnant from the cold of the antibiotics, even though it killed the, the initial um, infection. My body still needed the support. So where acupuncture came in was it helped increase the circulation in addition to using heat therapy like moxibustion, which is burning of herbs, and far infrared heat or infrared heat along with the acupuncture. What that did was that moved the circulation, heated the body, and supported the healing system or the energy balancing because the antibiotics was very helpful, but it created also some imbalances in the body so that, so that the body needed more support to heal itself. And then in addition to that, there are some herbal remedies that you could take orally that helps with bringing more blood flow as well as clearing any leftover excess or toxic heat, at the same time warming up the whole system so that the body could further heal. So that's the mechanism of how acupuncture works. Uh, thank you. It's so interesting because, you know, when you think about infection, it's, it's, it's inflamed, it's absolutely inflamed uh, because the immunity is attacking the bacteria um, um, or whatever type of pathogen it is, and it's trying to do its business in healing. But then, of course, with antibiotics, it's so interesting how you just say it overshoots and it goes completely the opposite. And the word stagnation uh, is, is it's like when you think about there's no movement in, in like it's a still water. There's no motion whatsoever. So that can cause another disease process. So what you're saying is the way acupuncture was healing the post-antibiotic use uh, was that it was creating more movement and more flow of, of um, whether it's blood flow, uh, lymphatic flow, nerve flow, you know, is that correct? All of those um, systems are being activated with acupuncture, heat therapy, as you said, infrared and of, um, and red red light therapy as and herbs is that what we're you know so because I'm trying to you know what I love acupuncture I love TCM uh, traditional Chinese medicine the language is difficult for it may be difficult for the listeners to understand the language because it is a totally when I took class in acupuncture for a year that was a very very difficult because I come from more Western as a chiropractor it's more Western medicine we are taught of the different systems, but when it comes to uh, Chinese medicine, the energy system and the way the words are used, it's it's a little bit more different. So, is that correct? What I'm what I'm hearing is that there's more flow and bringing in the innate intelligence of our own cells, of our stem cells, our blood, etc., is what's happening with acupuncture. Yes, it's the post-treatment, as you're saying. Uh, it's a broader treatment when you combine both, but it's the post-healing treatment that was very important for my healing process and continues to be to this day. Right. So so then what what is the time frame of p uh, women who have pelvic inflammatory disease? And by the way, do men have it? I mean, uh, men do have, you know, their own... Um, uh, areas, would that be considered the same if they had an infection, let's say in their prostate? Right. So enlarged prostate or issues with the prostate can cause uh, pain in the pelvic region. And so for men, it would be also helpful in terms of helping them manage pain, but also uh, do any type of um, 
if there's inflammation there, again, we could work with moving the energy or correcting the energy imbalances so that there's less uh, pain and less swelling, and therefore you have a better outcome. Because uh, a lot of people suffer with pelvic pain, men and women, post-treatment. Yes. So the... Uh, the tr- so, so the treatment methodology is very simple. Local points are really important. So for women, the lower belly, right right above the pubic bone, below the belly button, the lower belly is treated. And then you use that with the corresponding points, uh, distal or far away points around the ankles, around the wrist to help increase circulation. When you use those sets of points, there's a natural increase of circulation. And then when you add heat to it, there's even uh, further circulation. So that's how the body uh, gets supported in healing itself. Because the body knows how to heal. We just have to give it the right uh, support. Got it, got it. So um, with women who've got pelvic inflammatory disease, then the pain is pretty much what's most uh, obviously apparent for the individual. And... Is, could it be that the infection still continues and acupuncture and herbs can help? Yes, no, definitely. Uh, I, uh, you know, may I talk about my treatments also with, you know, with you, uh, Dr. Suzanne, where you've uh, helped me also energetically clear some of this on the emotional level, right, or on the, uh, on the more subtle level, which is really helpful as well. Um, it's, it's there. It's there. The energy is there. It's connected to, I think, our emotions and our mind-body connection. Um, I'm still working through the physical pain at times during certain times of the month. And after a session or two, the pain is gone. But there's layers to this because there's layers of the mind-body connection related to our uh, reproductive organs, our sexual organs. And uh, for me, the PID is uh, very much connected to that. Right, right. So working on your psychology, emotions, and often we have trapped energy, you know, trapped emotion. And um, in my practice, I, I see that quite a bit. And it, it could be in the pelvis, it could be in the lower back, and all related. Being a chiropractor, I do manipulations, and often uh, just releasing that area of the pelvis doing a manipulation on the sacrum, let's say, um, or the lower uh, back vertebrates that have a sense of like release in quote unquote, letting go. Some individuals, they've got pelvic pain because um, not just from infection, but also from constipation. I treat a lot of gut issues, right? And um, constipation, you can have pelvic pain. People have a lot of pain down below uh, from that, and and that's the reason why they go to gynecologists to see, hey, is there something else going on? But once we address some of the emotional component of holding on tight, of of um, holding on to some kind of a, an emotion they've been, you know, suffering from, um, some type of psychological, mental issue. As soon as we release that physically, and then talk about whatever's going on, you just feel like, okay, there's been a shift. And a lot of people say that, right? Don't totally. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so if if I if we look at the meridians or the uh, acupuncture points that go through the reproductive organs, um, 
the main there there are a few meridians there. Uh, the main one is the liver and the spleen and the kidneys, and there's emotions related to those meridians uh, from the acupuncture perspective. So, for example, the kidney meridians that go right right at the midline almost. It's like it's like a millimeter left and right of the midline of our body. That meridian kidney deals with fear in the front. Yes, in the front. And that meridian deals with uh, fear. And then maybe about an inch next to that, left and right on the front part of the body, is the spleen meridian. Uh, I'm sorry, the stomach meridian and, and the spleen. And those two meridians deal with things like worry. And, um, you know, that excessive worrying. And then the meridians next to that uh, happens to be uh, the liver. And the liver deals with menstrual issues. Um, the emotion is anger. So there's a lot, a lot of emotions around those meridians that go through those reproductive organs. And so, uh, as you're saying, you know, if we could let go of these stuck emotions, along the meridians with that awareness, I believe it's very helpful. And it's an ongoing process. I know it is for me. Oh, I think it's for all of us. I mean, like anger, worrying, fear. Yeah. Boy, that's like an everyday thing for every, <laughs> every one of us. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder it starts pelvic pain. Know, but, okay. but, well, you know, for me, I... Um, you know, this is um, like I know your audience and and you and you and I are very close. Um, would appreciate knowing about this. Is that for me? It's connected to a lot of shame and uh, a, a lot of guilt because uh, PID normally it's from uh, uh, STD, sexually transmitted disease. And in my twenties, I was uh, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Let's say. And, uh, and so I found myself in situations where, um, I had these infections because I, um, was seeking sex for something else that I was seeking within myself that I didn't know how to get. And so that brought me to this place of a lot of shame at the end, uh, not only physically going through the, the pain and the therapies, uh, there was a lot of shame and guilt and, uh, a lot of emotions along with the anger and the fear and the worry uh, related to my sexuality, related to who I am, where I was. And so um, PID is, uh, has been sort of a guiding thing for me. It, it, it eventually led, leading back to myself, self-love, taking care of myself, putting myself first, and seeking love within myself rather than the outside world. Oh, that's so beautifully said, Grace, because, uh, you know, when it comes to when we're youth, when we're young, uh, so many things happen. And it a lot of it has to do with the way we're brought up and what we've been told about sex and all that. And and it and it's we young women are just so confused with their body changing, what's going on and um, and you're not the only, I mean, it's every, there are millions of women who go through exactly the same thing that you've gone through. So, uh, you know, it's such a good thing that you're sharing this because women need to know that if they have these, um, you know, feelings about themselves, if they have these pain within themselves, you know, go out and seek out help uh, with their doctors, with you, 
um, so that they can start to heal because this has been a healing journey for you, like continuously healing journey, as you're saying, where you are connecting more with your own true inner voice and your own ability to love self and, and be good to yourself and find out what you really want to do, right? It's been beautiful transformation. Beautiful. Um, what I also love is that you're really great at teaching people how to uh, use their own, do their own self-care. You know, you talk about um, self-care is the new healthcare. So you're great at teaching people how to use their own hands and body to heal themselves. Yes, yes. I, I love that uh, because, again, it comes back to self-reliance and it comes back to working on yourself. Uh, yes, you're going to need support from the outside eventually, but um, but for me, I think PID underneath it all energetically is about the self, self-care. Um, so that brings me to the Accu self-care and the inner ankles, one of the things that um, anyone can do is to massage their inner ankles right above the ankle bone on the inner side, along the bone, along the inner ankle bone, you just move up the lower leg, just allow the bone, your hands, your fingers to be guided by the bone of your lower leg and just come up all the way up to the knee. And if you just rub that area up. It's that whole region and there are specific points around that region, but if you could just massage all the way up from the ankle bone on the inside, all the way up the bone on the inner leg, all the way up to the knee. That's a really great way to start to start massaging, start bringing some blood flow to that area because that's going to bring healing uh, circulation up to the reproductive organs, up to the pelvic region. When you do that, um, is it just one direction, like going up? And then you go back down to the ankle and then go back back up? Or can you go up and down, up and down? You know, that's such a great question. I'd like to start from the bottom and go up, not going down, but going up. Because that's how you start strengthening that meridian. When you go down, you actually reverse the meridian flow, which happens to be uh, not what you want to do. You want to promote the meridian flow of that particular meridian, which is the spleen meridian very specifically and the liver. And so you want to go ahead and uh, those two meridians you want to work on by moving it up. So, yes, you start at the ankle bone, you move up the bone, up to the knee, and then come back down to the ankle bone again and go up again. And the pressure could be as though you're pressing on some, you're, you're giving somebody that you, who you love a nice squeeze, right? Like, hello, I'm here, a nice squeeze along the arm, right? Like, hey, I'm here. That's the amount of pressure. You don't need a lot of pressure. Right. I, you know, I do this often too with my legs because those are the areas that I find it's, uh, for, for me, it just makes me feel better and my feet feel really um, healthier too when I'm doing these acupressure points. And it's easy if you sit in a chair or on a couch and then you just bend your knee and you bring your ankle up. You know how sometimes like when you're trying to do a um, Indian, what do you, not, I'm sorry, uh, when you're crossing your legs and then you expose the inner leg on the inside. I find that that's really helpful. And I just go right from the foot all the way up, just like what you're saying. And boy, do you find these little balls 
right? You find these little trigger points and little areas that are more sensitive. And, and if you do, should we rub on it a little bit more? Yes. Uh, if you could tolerate some of the sensitivity, yes, definitely. And But make sure to move it up, not down, but move it up. And uh, what I also, you taught me this, Suzanne, about slapping the inguinal area. I love that too. You know, the, the pelvic area, uh, the inguinal area, um, maybe you could share more with that, that area. Um, it's that hip area, right? Right. I, I find that slapping works just as well as pressure. And um, what I like about slapping, but I, I like doing it in the direction that you're talking about, in the meridian flow, because every meridian um, you know, has a direction. It's not like bilaterally. It's usually one way that goes up. And, and, um, but slapping has a tendency to increase lymphatics. It brings blood to the area. And I'm a big believer that slapping may even bring up stem cells, you know, to heal. I've used slapping, like I get a bug bite. You know, you know how I go to Mexico a lot and when I get a bug bite, oh, it bugs. I mean, literally it, it really irks me because my body, it's not so much the itch that bothers me. It's um, internally, I can feel that I've got bacteria and viruses swimming in my bloodstream. And that's what it feels like, the poison, you know, from a mosquito. So what I do is I actually slap the area of the bug bite as quickly as I, as soon as I you know, can. And, uh, and then I slap it enough where it gets pretty red, but sure enough, there's no itch after that and it heals relatively quickly. I wonder if that's part of the reason why we have the kind of instinct to slap our arm when you, when you feel like a little bug bite, you know what I mean? Totally right. <laughs> or you slap somebody else because you're exactly. like, I'm trying to get the bug off of exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Right. They're like, they're like, why are you slapping me? I'm slapping you. Uh, so, so, so with the acupressure, I recommend doing at least uh, nine to twelve times. When you do that, or you rub that area up towards the knee from the ankle, is uh, after about nine, twelve times, it should the skin should be a little pinkish, almost like uh, you know after slapping, the color of the skin turns uh, a little pinkish. So if you rub this area nine to 12 times on each side after that, it should feel a little, it should look a little pinkish along the inner leg. So do, do it on both legs. That's what you're saying. Not just one side, do both legs. So you'd be more balanced. And is that something you recommend every day? I recommend it every day if you could do it. What else uh, can, can, are there any points around the pelvis? So uh, this is more about uh, putting your hands in that area. So it's not pressing per se or rubbing, but it's a very simple thing where you just place your hand where you feel the discomfort. And it's about being in that moment of uh, loving yourself. And if, if, if that feels a little too uh, distant, then maybe this gratitude of feeling your, the heat of your hands. And if your hands are cold, then uh, you could acknowledge that it's cold and you should warm it up before you do that because it's nice to have a little heat there. So you can warm it up by rubbing your hands vigorously for about 10 seconds or you put it under running water, warm water, and then warm up your hands and place your hands along that area and breathe into the love that you feel from the heat of your hands and love for yourself. I think that that is a 
that's a really simple one to do. I'm I'm thinking about uh, the Korean term. Um, uh, 엄마 손 is 약손이야, and what that means basically is the mother's hand is medicine hand. And I just you just reminded me about how when I would have a stomachache, my mom would rub her hand on my belly. You know, you know how we do that for our babes. And um, and if you have an animal, you have a you know you do that for your dog and just things where it just kind of settles them down. And I think that's a really a good point is that having if you don't have someone working on you uh, structurally and, and physically, you can have it do this yourself. And that's what I love about your AccuSelf Care uh, tips is that you're loving yourself and you're giving healing energy to your own self. Exactly, exactly. And uh, this is another, uh, not system, but another therapy that I want to bring up. Uh, it's very popular in Korean spas. It's it's known as V-STEM now, V, V is in Victor, STEM. And it's where literally you'll sit on an empty toilet, but underneath the toilet are steaming herbs. Have you tried that, Suzanne, yet at the Korean spa? I have never tried it, but I've definitely wanted to try it uh, because I know how powerful it can be. Um, I've never had any really pelvic problems, but I know that it's also good for women in menopausal states, like I am. So it's it's supposed to be good for that too. But it's there the special herbs are really wonderfully fragrant and so so powerful. A very light heat, right? There's like a light heat with a sense of, like, this kind of smoke that comes up, steam. Is it steam? Yeah, it's the steam. So traditionally what they'll do is you'll sit on an empty toilet underneath the, the seats is the boiling, uh, the herbs that, have, that are steaming. And a lot of the herbs in there uh, do smell amazing. Uh, it's aromatic. And then they put a cape over you, uh, not a cape, but like a shower curtain over you type of thing that covers your neck all the way down to the ground. So the heat could stay within that uh, cape, right, or that plastic thing that they put over you. And your head is exposed and you sit there and it heats your body up like nobody's business. <laughs> you start profusely sweating within about 15, in, in less than that, within like seven, eight minutes. Wow. It's the heat from within. It's heat through the perineum. It's heat through the reproductive organs. It's heat through the pelvic region. It is, I mean, if you've experienced sweating, this sweating is like a whole nother deal. That's so interesting. <laughs> you see, you called it V-Steam? Yeah, it's V, V is in Victor Steam. If you go to any Korean spa, and they might not call it V-Steam in the Korean spas, you could just tell them, I would like to use the herbs to heat up my lower belly, can I sit on something? And, and they'll show you exactly what that is. Wow, that's that's great. I love that. What a wonderful, I totally forgot about, I mean, gosh. And and I and when I do go to the Korean spas, there's, there's an area where they have, some of them is like, almost looks like a jade pot that you sit on. Yes. A jade pot. Yes. Uh, a beautiful pot. It looks like a, a that vase. That sounds nicer. That sounds nicer than a toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, and it really, like I said, I'm going to have to try it now. Maybe you and I are going to have to go together. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. You know what? The J bowl sounds, it's more evolved and it sounds better. I guess I'm used 
I went to places a long time ago where it's just like mom and pop sauna place, right? And so they would literally just get an empty That's toilet. That's hilarious. That's wonderful. But what a great what a great way to end. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you so much. Gosh, what we had such great information. And I know that people listening out there, they, they have, I'm sure, a lot of people they know, whether it's men or women, that is suffering from pelvic pain. You know, please share this this show with them. You can definitely change their life for the better. And if this is the first time listening in, make sure to subscribe and do connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Suzanne. And you know, Dr. Gracie, she actually has also a website and that's gracesaw.net and that's gracesaw.net. And she's also just started, I know, because we've been looking at it together uh, and I've been, I've been following her as a, her Instagram uh, Taoist golfer is uh, so at Taoist and that is T A O I S T golfer. Um, and you can find that we're going to have to have her come back to talk about golf injuries. Cause I know that's something that she loves to work on as well until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the wellness for life show right here on radio MD. Stay well.